Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, automizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, good to be with you guys, Chris. Uh, glad to be back in the saddle today. Absolutely, man. I, I feel like we had you on Friday, right? Is that correct? I'm not losing my mind, am I? It was Friday after July 4th. Or no, no, you had – never mind, never mind. I knew it. You had to reschedule because of the uh, the stuff, I think, with the dog or whatever. So, 
Yeah, said, yeah, I had to go said, get the dog. Yes, I said earlier in the show, like I was that. like, you know, we're, we're going to talk to J.C. Sherbert in what feels like forever. And I was like, wait, didn't we talk to him last Friday? And now I'm sitting here and I'm like, we haven't. Because I'm like, this is the first time I've talked to J.C. in the new setup. So, I love that. Yeah. How, how was it your fourth, good, by though. the way? Thank you, thank you. How was your fourth, by the way? It's been a while since we've uh, since we spoke. Well, we took the family down to Gatlinburg, and uh, that was fun, um, relaxing. And uh, then we rented a, a UTV and had a nice little jaunt through the uh, Great Smoky Mountains National Park and came back to take a nap and went back outside to take the UTV back, and a bear had eaten the seat out of the back. <laughs> God, and, you had an uh, eventful time. That's the first time anything like that's ever happened to me, man. I was like, wow, you know, and uh, the neighbors actually caught video of it. It was a it was a baby bear, you know, a, a smaller, mischievous bear. Uh, you know, <laughs> I wasn't in any danger or anything, but uh, that was one of the damnest things I've ever seen. Uh, I was like, man, wow, this has never happened. So, uh, but yeah, so it was, uh, that was an adventure. But other than that, we we had a great time. You know what's funny, JC? My parents were actually in Gatlinburg as well. Fun little spot to go to. I have not been in a very, very long time, but they were up there, and they seemed to enjoy themselves. So I, I was busy moving and doing the show all week. So they, they were up there having fun for uh, July 4th. Yeah. But either way, JC, again, I appreciate you taking the time, man. Pleasure to have you on. There is a lot to get into. But I want to start with this. Let's go ahead and get this out of the way, my friend. South Carolina right now in the 24-7 sports recruiting ranking sits 17th nationally, 7th in the SEC. By the way, those rankings on 24-7 sports now include Oklahoma and Texas. Either way, South Carolina 7th in the SEC, 17th nationally, 13 commits, an average of 90.65. That's important, right? Eight four-stars, five three-stars. But I'm sure you've seen it, you've heard it, you've felt it. There's some restlessness starting to settle in. What do you have to say to those Gamecock fans who maybe are, you know, seeing this guy go to Georgia and this guy go to Florida and this guy go to Clemson? And it, it, and it does, I mean, admittedly, it does feel like it's been a little bit of a while since the Gamecocks had that game-breaking type of commitment, which we'll get into the one that I think you've teased and sort of people are speculating is coming. But what do you say to those Gamecock fans who are sort of right now just – not hitting the panic button, but a little bit on edge with recruiting right now. It's a new world in recruiting, and, <laughs> and NIL drives more of it now this cycle than it has in previous cycles. And uh, unfortunately, the Gamecocks are running into that in certain situations. Uh, there are going to be some decisions that come up that are not going to be pleasant uh, for South Carolina fans. Uh as far as recruiting momentum goes, and I always tell everybody this, I, I'm on the air in Tuscaloosa, Alabama every week with Wimp Sanderson and Barry Sanderson. And I'm always on, you know, it's March. And they're like, hey, Alabama's only 40th in the country in recruiting. What's wrong? Nothing. <laughs> uh, it ebbs and flows, and it matters how you finish up. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and, sing kumbaya and zippity doo dah and, and, and somewhere over the rainbow and click my heels together and tell you everything's fine uh, and that they've gotten everybody they wanted and that, you know, guys going elsewhere they didn't want and, and play that game. I, I'm not going to tell you that. I mean, that's losing Kalen Adams, Adams to Virginia Tech and him staying home. That's a tough loss because that's a really good receiver. Um, not that they don't have good receivers, but you, you want as many as you can get. You're in the SEC. 
Uh, if Daniel Hill opts to go to Alabama, that's a big loss because you need a big time running back and, you know, you, you've done all you can with him. I think, I think they've got him. They've got his uh, members of his inner circle and a couple of members of his inner circle maybe want him to stay close to home. Uh, keep in mind with Hill, he's from Meridian, Mississippi. It's a Greenville to Columbia drive from Meridian to Tuscaloosa. So the Gamecocks are not only battling Alabama and whatever people in his inner circle want him to go to Alabama, they're sort of battling home field advantage there too because um, it's close. Uh, is that's that Meridian is the first town you come to when you leave Tuscaloosa and head west. Uh, so that's that's that too. You know, losing um, Liam Andrews <clears throat> to Penn State after I think the Gamecocks built a lead for him after he visited, but that's another NIL situation. And uh, you know, he's going to probably elect to go to Penn State. So that's the reality that that, that South Carolina's in right now. Um, it's not to say it's impossible. And certainly it's not to take anything away from the class they've got. They've only got 13 commits, Chris, and they're very quality. It's a quality class top to bottom. I mean, percentage wise, it's, it's a very good class, you know, one, one that can really help. But, um, what I expect to have happen, you know, is, and it just kind of depends on who they miss on, you know, Jonathan Paler to me is still a lean to Carolina, a four-star guy out of North Carolina. Um, but in this new environment, you just never know. Uh, you know, I, I think what they may do is if they do miss on some of these guys, you sort of reset the board, you look and see who else is out there, who can you maybe flip from another school, uh, and then you maybe hold back and just go go to the portal. Uh, but again, uh, the, the first year in the portal where they got Juice and Spencer and uh, all those guys, NIL wasn't that really big of a deal. You know, this past year in the portal, it was. Yeah. Um, football's sort of a little bit, like maybe like 18 months behind basketball as far as all this NIL stuff goes. Uh, and it's catching up. Uh, and so that's uh, that's just the reality of where South Carolina's at. And, you know, it, it can be overcome. Uh, but uh, that's just how things are right now in this new era of college football recruiting we're all trying to navigate. Now, JC, something that could certainly spark South Carolina's recruiting is picking up a commitment from a five-star edge. You know who I'm talking about. Dylan Stewart, of course, who was expected to announce later this month. And I think, if I heard correctly, he will be back on campus later this month for the Carolina cookout, I think is what they're doing, correct, mm -hmm. at the end of the month. So, not asking you to, you know, let the cat out of the bag or tell all the secrets, because I know you guys are with the Big Spur, which you guys be sure to go sign up for that. Uh, you guys have got the intel on sort of what's going on with his recruitment, but what's the latest? Would you say that South Carolina has a reason to feel good about that? It's obviously between the Gamecocks, Ohio State. They're battling for his services. We've seen the the crystal balls go both ways. What's the latest on what you're hearing on Dylan Stewart uh, and where he'll play? Now, that, that's one I feel really good about South Carolina on just uh, because of the dynamics of his re – every recruitment's different, obviously, um, in – that one, I still feel really good about the game, guys. It's not to say at the end of the day, you know, Ohio State doesn't doesn't end up getting him. Uh, but uh, I, I believe, based on what I've been told, he has the best relationship with the South Carolina staff, players, wants to be here. Uh, we'll be back on campus for the cookout. Um, obviously, Carolina's done really well in Washington, D.C. lately with players, uh, even with NIL challenges. So, I still feel really good about that one. I mean, 
it, it, you sort of give it pause. And I, I said today on my show, I said 95%. I said, I'm going to drop that to 93 right now just because it's it's kind of like this. You just kind of walk out into the fog and you expect to see your buddies and you don't see any of them, you know, but you know your one buddy's going to be there at the end, you know. Hmm. You're still going to kind of question that a little bit. So uh, I I still feel really good about that, just knowing sort of the dynamics of that recruitment. Um, and like I said, every situation is different. So then uh, that would be a big deal. Obviously, South Carolina, when you think about down the road, you uh, and I don't know what's going to happen with Montague Rames as far as reinstatement in a year or whatever. Uh, but you got Desmond Umi Azulu there and you start kind of thinking about the future and you're like, well, wow, you know, you could have. And Jason's year has got a few more years of eligibility as well. You're like, man, if Umi Azulu on one end and Dylan Stewart on another, that's. That's a serious pair of edge rushers, and uh, South Carolina has to continue to upgrade that position uh, as well as the interior of the defensive line. Um, and so he's a big piece of the puzzle. Uh, I still feel very good about it, just knowing what I know. I just, uh, uh, you know, it's kind of everybody else that I think is causing a concern uh, at this point. Well, yeah, JC, we, I mean, we've heard the names, the Palers, the Hills, the Stewarts. Let's switch the conversation a little bit. Are, are, who are the guys out there that you – that, number one, you feel like South Carolina has a good opportunity to land, but maybe some guys who we're not talking about who are under the radar, who whether they're three stars, four stars, what have you, that you think are going to be, you know, impactful signings. Are there any out there specifically you can think of that maybe people just aren't talking about, giving enough credit to, um, that are still out there that South Carolina could get, that, again, that would be a really positive addition to the class? It's hard for me to put my finger on uh, anybody specifically right now. I'd have to go through and kind of look and and see well, like who was interested, but who went elsewhere because the Gamecocks didn't offer or whatever. Uh, that would be that. I you know it's kind of a honestly right now. That's why I said Chris. They're probably going to reset the board a little bit because there's really not you know they don't have a ton of spaces in this class. Uh, so there's really not this extensive recruiting board. I don't think Beamer's really ever had since he's been here, the Taylor Edwards, those guys, I don't think they really keep a big deep recruiting board as it is. Uh, but of course they usually land a high percentage of the guys they target. So um, I'd have to go check. I, you know, people ask me sometimes about uh, in-state guys like Troy Stevenson. I can't see that happening. Um, you know, uh, Braylon Staley, who ended up going to Tennessee, that's a non-starter for the Gamecocks. Uh, you know, uh, Jordan Boyd is a player that's committed to Georgia Tech, like Troy Stevenson is out of Aiken, that I really like a linebacker. But I think Carolina's fine with Fred Johnson and uh, Wendell Gregory at linebacker right now. So I can't, I can't really see them going on a third linebacker. Uh, obviously, the needs are at running back and on the D line, maybe another offensive lineman, maybe a receiver or two. Uh, honestly, Chris, if they get Paler and then they got Mazio Bennett, they, they really like the five they signed last year at receivers. I think they're going to be fine um, there. But, uh, you know, would they take another tight end in addition to Michael Smith? Probably if they could find a good one. But uh, the, these may be portal pickups. And, and, you know, like I said, the challenge there, again, is the same challenge they're having right now. Um, and, and I think – a lot of schools are going to start working this way. They're going to kind of target their high school guys and they're not going to get to that third and fourth choice. Like you used to see mm. where it's kind of a, a, a wing and a prayer, you know, in a lot of instances, 
Uh, now, some of those prayers are answered. Coe Simpson, Sky Moore, those are guys that were shot Fenton. Those were guys that were backup plans that turned out pretty well. But uh, uh, I think that uh, you're going to see more and more schools because of the transfer portal just sort of wait and say, hmm, well, I guess we could go get this guy from 1AA or, or this guy from, you know, a G5 school or, or whatever and, and, and fill the need that way. Um, I don't know if that's exactly how South Carolina is going to do it. I think they're always looking for players, but uh, you know, I shoot, man, camp season's over. So I, I don't know how you're going to get out and test and evaluate uh, more than what you've already offered. You know, one guy I will mention is, is Caleb Harris, the safety from Alabaster, Alabama. He, he's a player that looked like he was about to commit to the Gamecocks. I think we had crystal balls in on him. Uh, they sort of, they're sort of in a holding pattern for him at safety. Uh, so maybe if they do strike out on some guys, that's a guy they go back on uh, and all that. But, but make no mistake about it. They, they miss out on Daniel Hill, man. You, you, you have to go sign more than just Matthew Fuller, who, by the way, according to own three, is now a four-star prospect. And quite frankly, his film looks good enough to justify it. Um, so he's a good player. But you need more than one in this class. You can't, you can't keep uh, – skimping by with the numbers in the running back room. So they, if they don't get Hill, they're going to have to have some kind of uh, solution at that position. JC, it was early momentum that I think set the expectations fairly or unfairly that South Carolina in the 2024 recruiting class, and especially at the end of the 2023 cycle when you sign Nicholas Harbor and you finish with the 16th ranked overall class, and that momentum as well that fairly or unfairly set the expectation that this could be the best recruiting class since 2007 when you finished seventh in the country, maybe could be the best recruiting class in school history. Do you feel like that's still a possibility? If not, what do you feel like at this point? You know, it's funny. We do way too early predictions for, you know, for football, for schedules. We don't really do that in recruiting. And I'm not necessarily asking to make a prediction but what do you feel like are realistic expectations right now? Like if you were telling someone this is what you can expect, like where would you set those expectations for South Carolina's 2024 signing class? Yeah, I still think it can finish inside the top 15. Like, look, I, I'll say this. You mentioned the rankings earlier with only 13 commits. You know, Carolina is, what, seventh in the SEC? Mm -hmm. uh, and you're including Texas and Oklahoma in that. I think anywhere, anywhere with those two schools in, because you, you know those are two schools that uh, it doesn't really matter what kind of quality of player they sign, they're probably going to be in the top ten just because of who they are. Uh, I think if if you could finish in that top half, man, I mean that's huge, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, that so South Carolina's right there. I mean they're ahead of Texas and Oklahoma with thirteen commits. It's not like some schools that have you know, 23 commits and, and, and they're all, you know, they're not blue chippers or whatever. And so they're ahead in the game right now. So I, I think they're going to be fine. Uh, it just may be a smaller class. Uh, and then I think the onus is going to be on what they do in the portal uh, to fill the needs. Cause, cause there are certain positions, Chris, you can't let the numbers get much lower than they are, mm -hmm. uh, especially at running back. Um, and I, I think D tackle, uh, yes, it's unfortunate to lose Justin Green, Jordan Thomas, and then the one that got me was Oboko, you know, for, from North Carolina. I thought, uh, surely George is not going to, you know, go on that guy, uh, you know, but uh, 
they did. <laughs> and they got all three of them. And surely if you got those three guys, man, those are big time players, uh, especially uh, with the upside Oboko had. Uh, and, and yeah, it's unfortunate they all went to Georgia. Uh, but when you look at the roster, you know, Tonka Hemingway, Boogie Huntley have another year, Nick Barrett, TJ Sanders, you know, Xavier McLeod. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You got those three guys that were first-year guys last year that you hope Travis Robertson get. The numbers are fine. Where they're not fine is at edge uh, and then at running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mentioned receiver earlier. I, I think the numbers are fine there. And that can really throw you off, Chris, more so than maybe – having a lot of blue chip guys at one spot or not uh, is your numbers. Because, you know, if your numbers aren't right, uh, an injury will inevitably happen. And then you're playing walk-ons uh, and not nothing against any of the walk-ons in Carolina. I think they got some pretty good ones, but you have to have your numbers, right. You have to replenish. Uh, and, and I think South Carolina with this class is re- it's a critical point, especially at those two positions. So they're going to have to get something done there. I don't care how highly or lowly the class is ranked. If they don't hit those needs number wise, you know, I don't, I don't consider this class a success. Um, Cause I think that that's important. That, that, that's something not a lot of people talk about, but that's very, very important. Yeah. It's a really good point. I mean, if you sign 25 star quarterbacks, what does it matter? Only <laughs> one can play. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like it makes no difference, right? I mean, your ratings would look pretty, but it doesn't help the football team. Uh, JC, something you mentioned a couple of times and, and we know the current landscape and, and the landscape that's going to be moving forward in college ball NIL is one of the deciding factors for especially these top-rated guys. You mentioned what South Carolina is doing in NIL, what they need to do in NIL to, to make a push. What would you say are the things? Is there one thing you point to? Are there a couple? Is it getting more out of the common fan? Is it getting more out of your top boosters? Is it something to do specifically with the collective, something to do with the school? Like – what would you say is what South Carolina needs to do specifically to to make a more competitive push in NIL? 
uh, all hands on deck. Uh, and I'll say this philosophically, Chris, I am with everybody that says it is not fair <laughs> for uh, your average fan out there, you know, uh, to, to have to, to feel like it is their responsibility to fund NIL. Uh, I agree with that philosophically. I, I get it. I wish it wasn't this way, but the reality is it is. Um, and it's not just at South Carolina. You can go read. Uh, there was an article uh, from an Alabama website the other day that mentioned the donor pro the donors are, are not really where the future is in NIL. Cause what, what you have is you have donors that put money in and, and then it's, you know, it's the same six, seven guys, yeah. but you need a, a consistent churn of money because that money goes to these, these players. And then, you know, donors are having to do other things. They, they, they don't, uh, unless you're a, an oil chic, you don't just have a spigot of money. You can go, you know, throw at this stuff all the time. Um, and, and so, and I, I've, I've run some numbers on my end for Carolina rise and, 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 and park Avenue and all that. And I think, I think what needs to happen, look, there's 16,000 members of the Gamecock Club, okay? To get to where things are comfortable from an individual membership standpoint, on, on just my collectives in and, and all that, you know, I, I probably need a 1,000 more people in the 1801 club. Got a 1,000 now, probably need a 1,000 more. Uh and then, you know, there, there's businesses and stuff. And then what we're going to launch with Carolina Rise is something called the Gamecock Business Guide, uh, where, you know, we're going to give businesses a return on, on, on their investment, not just expect money. Obviously, they can write it off as a promotional expense, but we're going to create a hub where, you know, the money, it's not just going for NIL, you know, Gamecocks are helping Gamecocks. You're supporting the businesses that support this, that support that. It's all cycle cyclable and it goes all to the players. And, and I think creating a funnel like that in this market uh, with this fan base is probably the smart way to go. Cause there's just not, like I said, there's not a lot of oil sheiks running around. We don't have oil fields, but what we do have in South Carolina is a wonderful entrepreneurial spirit and a small business community that is second to none. Um, and, you know, so on that end, you know, looking for a thousand more individuals to, to do it. And I'm going to, I'm going to beef up the benefits for them through some partners and stuff. And, and then looking for 100 businesses to spend 500 a month and 500 to spend 100 a month. And once that happens, it, it, and that's not a whole lot, again, there are 16,000 Gamecock club members. If that happened, just that that small percentage of the fan base at large got behind it for for what I consider to be you know not a ton of money, um, you know we're not asking for a million dollars here. Uh, I think South Carolina's troubles with with NIL would would quickly uh, go away between what we do Park Avenue and then uh, with the good work the folks at the Garnet Trust have done. I didn't it's mean that, to give you my whole spiel there. No, man. no. I, I, I haven't I even told anybody about that yet. It's just, it's well, been on my mind all day. No, JC, I was going to say, I, I love it because I feel like it's, it's fascinating. The business of college football. Now, like I, I really do JC feel like 10, 15 years from now, we're, you know, the way that Netflix is dropping these documentaries and we have 30 for 30s. Like it feels inevitable. We're going to get like a 30 for 30 on NIL. And like, because I'm sure a lot's going to continue to happen, evolve, change different parties get involved like 
it's good. It's it's fascinating, like what's happening, and we're actively like living through it and adjusting on the fly. And again, it's going to make for one hell of a documentary. I think like twenty years from now, when we look back, at like, and I'm sure hopefully by then we'll have it figured out to a degree. Yeah. So I'll tell you this, Chris. I was a uh, you know people people sort of wonder sometimes how like I, I don't really let Twitter and stuff. Now I've gone off on Twitter before, but uh, you know I, I don't let it affect me because I'm kind of immune to it because. I was at rivals.com in 04 when we started and we had message. We had to deal with message boards. I've had to deal with message boards for 20 years. Twitter's just like a big earth message board. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and at rivals and then later at 24 seven, when we're trying to kind of rework the reskin the industry at ESPN between that, I always felt like in recruiting, we're hitting a moving target because Mm -hmm. the technology and everything else is moving double time. That's that's what my boss and mentor Shannon Terry always told me. Uh, move, hitting a moving target, got to stay flexible. And and it, we were because things would change daily. Mm-hmm. NIL is moving twice as fast as that. In my experience, like like this NIL thing that I you know is it moves twice as fast, and it's twice as unpredictable because you're dealing with so many different moving parts and, and deciders and, 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 you know, sources of, of revenue. I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's been, uh, it's been quite of an experience for me, but uh, I'm going to keep on trucking. And, uh, and I, I actually feel good uh, about the response that the game cognition will give uh, to all this. And um, I look forward to talking about it more in the future, but you're absolutely right, Chris. I mean, this is a 30 for 30 waiting for hap to happen as far as just, you know, the crazy stuff that happened the, and the changes on a daily basis. It's, it's impossible. Uh, it's impossible to kind of get a handle on and predict what the next day will be. JC, let's move to baseball. South Carolina has had more than a couple of guys drafted Jack Mahoney, Will Sanders, Noah Hall, Braylon Wimmer, just really quickly, it sounds like that all of those guys are expected to sign. Is that what you're also hearing? I would be surprised if any of those guys did not sign. Will Sanders actually, uh, in talking to John Whittle, I, it, it, there was some talk that he may not go as high as as he did and that he that he could be the one that comes back to school, which would have been kind of interesting. But uh, – he went high enough, and uh, the one the one that kind of stings is probably Matt Duffy, uh, the transfer from Canisius, who, you know, and, and again, in talking to John Whittle today, you know, he's a talented pitcher. We know they need arms. Uh, but but in talking to John, you know, John said he may be like the James Hicks role, uh, that he wouldn't have penciled him in as a starter. He, he really thinks Becker, Kimball, and Eli Jones will be the starters next year, and, and that's fine. But Chris, you're a baseball guy, man. Uh, you know, these pitchers, man. I, I would, I would have six that, that I felt could start because you just never know when their arms going to go. I mean, it's uh, it's the dangest thing I've seen in that sport. So they're going to continue to 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 target some arms uh, out of the portal. Uh, keep in mind the baseball transfer portal is open until the 13th. So there's going to be another wave of guys that get in after the draft. Uh, and then you have till the 31st. So it's a baseball's a longer period of quote unquote free agency, for lack of a better term. Um, and the Carolina coaching staff, from what I understand, they still feel pretty good about uh, their ability to, to restock this roster and have enough arms to go to battle and, and try to get to Omaha next year. So it's uh, that 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 sport's been kind of you know pretty positive 
uh, as far as um, as far as the Gamecocks are concerned. Uh, I just think because there's a large amount of targets, and, and you kind of it's kind of like real baseball. If you hit thirty percent, you're doing good. You know, uh, I, I think maybe some people think this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. They're missing on a lot of guys, but they have them all lined up uh, and stuff. And I think uh, I would encourage all the fans to just judge that baseball roster when it's complete because it's going to be a work in progress here for the next 19 days. Uh, and then just judge it when they're done. Yeah, JC, you can never have too many good arms. That is for sure. JC, one last thing before I get you out of here. I want to save a lot of the SEC media days chatter in regards to the Gamecocks and generically as well for next week uh, because, of course, we'll be talking this time next week in the midst of SEC media days. Going to be a ton of fun. But Spencer Rattler, Tonky Hemingway, Kai Kroger are officially accompanying Shane Beamer next Thursday at media days your thoughts on the selections I mean I I don't think there were really any major surprises I am really happy JC selfishly from the content perspective to see a guy like Spencer Rattler go because everything he says is going to be you know paid very close attention to and I love the fact you get a guy on your defensive side who's a veteran in the middle and then Kai Kroger man you keep the Beamer ball brand going but your thoughts on who Shane Beamer is sending to SEC media days with him yeah, I think well, one offense, one defense, one special teams. I mean, those guys, if you kind of think about who the leader of the defense really is, uh, you know, Mo Kappa's coming back from injury. What I mean, Tonka, Tonka had a lot of big-time plays last year, you know, mm-hmm. on special teams as well. But uh, he's very active. Um, you know, I, I think he's very deserving. Uh, of the selection, of course, Spencer Rattler's your guy on offense. And then I like the fact Beamer brought the punter. I mean, heck, Carolina probably doesn't beat Clemson if uh, if it's not for Kai Kroger. And uh, I think he had the best quarterback rating in the country of anybody. So, uh, no, he uh, – that's a good one. It's kind of funny. Uh, I'm sure you saw the, the uh, Tennessee fan tweet, only South Carolina would bring a punter. And a Gamecock fan responded, he's like, well – Given how the game went with you guys last year, I'm surprised you know we have a punter. <laughs> you didn't see him that. <laughs> I did you know? see that. That was fun. Uh, but it, uh, but I, I'm glad Kai went. You know, I was asked earlier today who I think the best dress would be, and uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I, I went with Spencer because I just, you know, seeing he and Tonka on Instagram, I think I'll give them style points. But I hadn't really looked at Kyle's style. Uh, Phil went with style with Kyle, so. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll get you to tell us who the best dressed is uh, up there while you're in Nashville. How about that? Yeah, I, I would go with Rattler as well. Uh, I think yeah. Rattler's a guy based off what I've seen on his IG. Yeah, he's a guy that uh, quite dapper. We'll put it that way. So no, he he knows a thing or two about style. And I, I'm sure Rattler is. But that, hey, that's that's an important decision as a quarterback. Though. I mean, you're the CEO of your football team, your football program. So you know you you want to go. You, you want to make a statement, but you don't want to be over the top, right? So I'm sure he's got somebody helping him out with those decisions. So, you know, we'll be fine. Yeah, I, I think I remember Cam right. Newton at SEC media. Boy, that was 
he had some kind of purple yeah. turquoise thing on. But yeah. No, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure you guys over at BP Skinner are going to dress those guys up oh, pretty yeah. good. So that'll yeah. be uh, that'll be nice to see. I always enjoy media days, and certainly, uh, certainly looking forward to reading your coverage and stuff next week, man. I think that's uh, taking the show on the road with Music City. That's big time. Yeah, yeah. I'm pumped, man. I'd be lying to you. I said I wasn't. Never been to Nashville either. So you know, it's funny. I was joking with a buddy of wow. mine this morning that. Uh, I was like, you know, man, I, I don't know if I'd be so excited. I'm, I'm sure I would, but I was like, the luck of the draw, the first one that I get to go to is in Nashville versus, Nashville. let's say, Birmingham. All due respect, but. Yeah, you, know. <laughs> you lucked out, dude. You that's lucked tough, out big time, man. Yeah, that's a tough, Birmingham's yeah. a tough draw, man. Atlanta would have been cool, too, but Nashville's like, I don't know how much better it can get than Nashville. So. I think you're going to have a blast, man. You'll, yeah. be, you'll be good. You'll like it. For sure. Well, J.C. Sherbert, the big spur. Be sure to go check him out. J.C., I appreciate you taking the time, my friend. Looking forward to doing it again next week from Nashville, Tennessee. SEC Media Days. Take care, man. Thanks, brother.